Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you picture your baby's birth, do you picture a natural, calm, and more relaxed experience? Are you looking for a way to soar through your surges by releasing the fear and the tension that triggers the pain of labor and just deliver? Then hypnobirthing may be the perfect fit. I'm Care Messer, birth doula and hypnobirthing childbirth educator, and this is Preggy Pals, episode 30. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant and I have to exercise. What pregnancy glow? Wait, was that a contraction? (laughs) Gotta make these pants fit. I've got cankles. What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms, and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Sunny Galt. How would you like to win $300 in pregnancy and parenting prizes? All you have to do is sign up for our Preggy Pals newsletter, and you'll automatically be entered. Simply subscribe to our website, and we'll draw a winner at the end of the month. And if you haven't joined the Preggy Pals Club, you are missing out on some great content, including all of our archived episodes, bonus interviews, like the one we're going to share right after this interview is over, and much more. Visit preggypals.com for more information. So we have a packed house today. Lots of ladies in the studio. A lot of times we just have pregnant women, but we have some women who have already given birth. And since we're talking about hypnobirthing, um, they have given birth using the hypnobirthing method. So let's meet our panelists. Stephanie, start us out. Hi, I'm Stephanie Sofeld. I'm 29. I am a gemologist due January 9th with my first child, a girl, and we're having a hospital birth. Hi, I'm Samantha Bay. I'm also 29. I'm unfortunately going to be 30 in about a week. Um, (laughs) I'm going to hold on to 29 as long as I can. Um, I just gave birth to a baby girl, Emma, about five weeks ago using hypnobirthing, and we did a hospital birth, and it was fantastic. (laughs) Hi, I'm Luna Pecoraro, and uh, I have just little baby Angelo two months ago using hypnobirth, and it was the best experience of my life. Hi, I'm Elisa Suter. I am 32. I'm a wedding planner, and uh, I'm due April 12th. We aren't sure of the gender yet, but we will be finding out soon. And this is going to be our first child, and we're having hospital birth. Yay. Hi, I'm Wallace Levine. I'm 28. I'm six and a half months pregnant. Um, I'm a professional organizer, and I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. Oh, we have so so many organized people on this half of the room. We have the wedding planner and the organizer. You guys need to get together. That's awesome. Well, thank you, ladies, for joining us today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we start today's show, here's Jeanette McCulloch with some of the best online pregnancy resources. 
Hello, Peggy Pals. I'm Jeanette McCulloch of Birthswell. We at Birthswell believe that you, as a mother, will make the right decisions for your pregnancy and birth when you have access to evidence-based information and a strong support system. That's why I'm here to share with you new media tools to find the information that's right for you. We would like to think that most of the decisions our healthcare providers make in pregnancy and birth are based on the latest, most accurate research. The reality, though, according to a recent study, is that the guidelines obstetricians use to make decisions about our care are only based in research about a third of the time. Rebecca Decker is a PhD and assistant professor of nursing who is dedicated to finding the highest quality research evidence and turning it into summaries that you can use. Her blog, the aptly named evidencebasedbirth.com, provides everything you need to advocate for your birth. Want to talk to your doctor about continuous fetal monitoring? Print out the short practice bulletin written in the language doctors speak to share and start off the conversation. Want to know more about what the research tells us about the most effective pushing positions? There's a post on that too that you can read, plus real-life testimonials from mothers who have tried the positions themselves. You can find Rebecca's blog at evidencebasedbirth.com. You can also join the conversation on her Facebook page. Just follow the link from the blog. Thanks for listening to today's tools for finding the information that's right for you. And be sure to listen to Peggy Pals for more great pregnancy tips in the future. Today, we're continuing our series focused on childbirth preparation methods. Now, these episodes are designed to give you a crash course on whether or not you'd want to take a childbirth class, but it is not intended to replace these classes. Kara Messer is joining us here in the studio. She is a birth doula, a hypnobirthing childbirth educator, and the owner of this lovely facility, the Birth Education Center of San Diego. So welcome, Care. Thank you. It's been a while. We had you on our very first episode. We did. Yes. And Seems like You still consider ago. me an expert. Which I, I think know, is funny. right? You keep Whatever. fooling me day after day. You were desperate then. Now you're still desperate, I guess. <laughs> hey, I know you know your hypnobirthing stuff. If I anything, do know that. You do. Okay, so let's dive into this. Let's talk about the main principles behind hypnobirthing. Hypnobirthing is instinctual birth. Um, your body knows what to do. And when you don't have the fears surrounding birth, um, you can let your body go and just do what it's supposed to do. Um, so the f- basic philosophy um, written by the owner of hypnobirthing, the founder, is that um, birth is a natural physiological process. And it's a beautiful process for your family. It's not a hospital patient process, but it's a birth of a child. It's a celebration. Okay. And I have to be honest because we've done a couple of these episodes where, you know, we've talked about the Bradley method and we've talked about um, Lamaze and different things like that. And I feel like a lot of these sound similar initially. So what are some of the key things that separate hypnobirthing from some of these other childbirth preparation methods? Well, I'll tell you why they sound the same. Hypnobirthing, Lamaze, and Bradley were all based on Dr. Grantley Dickreed's principles in Childbirth (laughs) Without Fear. Okay. So (laughs) that's exactly why they all sound the same. Even Um, birthing from within, though, I feel like... Like it talks about, you know, really tapping into birth and, and understanding that it is a natural process. There's mm-hmm. a common denominator with a lot of these. There is. And that's why when moms come to me and say, is this right for me? Right. I want them to 
investigate all four. Okay. And then one will sing to their heart and in their stomach, they'll go, that's it. And that's how I felt when I found hypnobirthing because I was looking at all of them. And I also had to think, okay, what will my husband do? Yeah. And what will he not? And I, he wouldn't do any of them either. So it was kind of like, whatever. <laughs> so it had to resonate with me. Um, and once you start investigating each individual one, it will speak to you. You know, birthing from within is more art and more um, textural and touchy and that kind of a thing. Okay. And that sings to some people. Hypnobirthing um, might sing, speak to somebody um, who just has a lot of fears and they need to task into them and figure out why they have the fears. Um, and then they want something a little more calm, a little more peaceful. Um, Bradley method, they want every bit of information from right. the egg to the sperm all the way down. <laughs> and, and that speaks to a lot of people too. They're all incredible methods and they all speak the same song. Your body can do this. You know you can do it yeah. and let's help you. And yeah. you'll figure out which tool pattern is what you need. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So I think sometimes when people hear hypnobirthing, they think hypnosis and mm -hmm. they think I'm putting myself into a sleep. Do I really want to do that? Is that a misconception? Total misconception. Hypnobirthing is just a way of distracting your mind so that your body can do what it's supposed to do. Um, we're so full of fears, especially in our society, in our country, that we shut off what our natural mammalian body will do because we're terrified. And once we do a lot of fear release work and a lot of fear talk work, um, um, because once you realize, well, I don't want to do that. I'm scared of this and this bothering me. You'll, you'll completely shut your body down. You, If you're in your thinking brain, which is the front part of your head, your neocortex, you'll never birth. It'll take you forever. You'll need every intervention. If you can go back to your mammalian brain or your primal brain, so to speak, and let go and surrender to it, it's awesome. These are some $25 words you're throwing Thank out here. Thank you. <laughs> I'm pretty impressed. I looked Ms. at my Expert. dictionary before I came. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had to, I had to buff up on my education when I started teaching student nurses because they're oh, yeah, right? way more advanced in the big words. So, well, I have heard, and actually, some of you women who have given birth using hypnobirthing can chime in on this. Um, I have heard that women that do hypnobirthing, people have come into the room, and it is just very peaceful. And they could be in the middle of a surge, and they, you know, you would never know. And and I think that just shows how powerful the mind can be in overcoming something. Because I have felt those surges, and that is not a place that I felt very comfortable. <laughs> but I do believe in mind over matter. So the ladies that have experienced hypnobirthing, um, tell me a little bit about your experience and what you felt. Um, I'll chime in quick. One of the yeah. things that, um, that you know, kind of, speaks to that is uh, I had a bunch of pictures taken um, during the birth and after I'm looking at the pictures and I can see um, you know myself in the tub and myself with my husband and uh, I knew from the pictures that I was having surges during those pictures but in the pictures you can't tell at all I look like I'm sleeping I didn't feel like I was sleeping <laughs> um, and I certainly was feeling the surges but um, I definitely in the pictures you can't tell and the nurses did say that you know we had our flameless candles going and we had um, the rainbow relaxation um, uh, recording going and I remember my doctor came in and he said wow it's so zen in here <laughs> I didn't respond well I responded probably with a loud moan but um, but you know yeah to, to the outside participant it does yeah. look really peaceful yeah yeah yeah, uh, I actually we videotape uh, all the labor, and uh, when I saw the video back, I was like very surprised. Like yeah. you know, the breathing that I was having, and uh, it just takes you really to another place. And even the nurses and even the doctor, they were so amazed how you can deal with the pain. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you deal with the pain with your breathing, you go to the happy place and you, <laughs> like, you know, you really, like, you know, start to imagine 
I'm birthing my child mm-hmm. and uh, this amazing like you know uh, and actually my doctor uh, told me at the end, it's like I never saw breathing a baby out. Like, wow. you know, with your breathing, you can really surrender to your body, just like, you know, care set. It's like an instinct, and you surrender to your fear, and just the baby come out. <laughs> yeah. Care, where does that strength come from? You know what? Motivation. Um, your mind is very powerful, and you do, it's just any kind of birthing experience, you're training like a marathon. And you get in whatever method you choose, what you put into it is what you get out of it. And you can read a book and go to a class and say, I'm going to do this. And never that core of you inside hasn't committed. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do it. Yeah. There's no way. And your your mind will hold one thought. So it's either going to hold positive or it's going to hold negative. And we do it. Um, little thing in our first class where we have everybody focus on a pen and hold on to this pen. And while they're holding it tight, I'm telling them to release and let go, but hold that tight. And the goal is to release and let go, but hold the tight pen tight in your hand. And all of a sudden, someone will drop that pen. And everybody's like, uh, uh, you dropped the pen. And he's like, well, the goal is to drop the pen. But the people that are holding on tight, if you, uh, if you, your mind can hold either hold tight or let go. It has to do one or the other. And so in a birthing situation, it's either surrender and go with the flow or it's hold tight. Oh, my gosh, I can't do this. Then, of course, your body goes, oh, my gosh, I can't do this. Yeah. So it's a choice and you really have to practice that. And that's what the method teaches you is how to practice letting go and surrendering and going with the flow because you never know what's going to happen at your birth. It could be awesome, magical with birthing angels showing up with fairy dust, <laughs> or it could be everything you never wanted showing up at your door and you have to be able to flow with that. What is our natural tendency though, Care? I mean, has, has society just told us that birth is painful, you know, it, you know, get your epidural, whatever. Um, are we naturally trained to think that it's uncomfortable or is there a more natural tendency to you know like I hear about animals going to a dark place and just right you know coming within themselves we have to realize that we're mammals and think about how a cat gives birth right they go into a dark quiet place they get centered they don't yell for meds or drugs and freak out they get centered they start (laughs) to breathe right where's my epidural (laughs) that would be my dog my dog is a wuss your dog might um And then, and they're fine and they're birthing their kitten. And as soon as you open that closet door and go, Kitty's having a baby and you get excited, they immediately stop. Their cervix closes up. They grab their one kitten and they're in the rafters of your your garage. And they're up there pooping on the Christmas ornaments for three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) And, but once they're calm and safe again, their cervix opens up and they're able to birth. And we're the same way. How did we create this baby? Yeah. It was quiet. It was intimate. It was sexual. It was... Yeah, um, I don't know if it was quiet, Care. Well, <laughs> right. depending on where it was. Um, but it was an intimate experience. You didn't have cameras, lights, yeah. people in masks coming towards your vagina. That's <laughs> really hard to orgasm with stuff like that. And the easiest way to get the baby out is how you get the baby in. It's the same chemicals, the yeah. same hormones. And when a mom feels safe and protected and unobserved, her body works magically. Hmm. But she has to deal with the fears because in our society, we don't, we're not raised in a village where someone's having a baby and everyone comes and then you watch them breastfeed after and, right. and it's a normal process. Right. We're raised with, holy crap, this is happening. This is scary. You got to get to the hospital. Someone's got to rescue you. And so, we're, I mean, I remember my mom's, the birth story of my birth was horrible. Hmm. My mom said it was the worst experience of my life. I turned inside out. I'll never do another natural birth. Da, 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 da. was horrible. I grew up with that. So, of hmm. course, when it was my turn, I was freaked out. Yeah. I can't do that. 
Um, and we're going to share your story later on. Yeah. In special bonus content. Bonus content. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. One of the things that I also wanted to chime in there is, um, you know, having had a hospital birth, I had a fabulous experience and I loved where I birthed, but um, they treat you like you're sick or like there's something wrong with you. They actually wouldn't let us go on a walk. I was um, having a little bit of trouble getting my labor to progress and I wanted to go on a walk and they wouldn't let me leave the building. And it was like, I, can't, I can walk. It's fine. We actually snuck out and got locked out at three o'clock in the morning which which was <laughs> problematic oh but we got lucky and there was somebody leaving that had been there to visit somebody and so we got back <laughs> in but in, but in. yeah and then you know leaving the hospital even they made me go in a wheelchair I was like no 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 I can walk but we were just policy. talking about that that that's yeah. a requirement I think yeah. isn't yeah. it yeah. Yeah. liability liability yeah. requirement yeah. yeah what if you fainted right if, you know yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, Right. right. You're like, then you'll just take me back to your room and hook me up. What's the big deal? Right. right. For hundreds of thousands of years, our ancestors have done this. Mm-hmm. And it's in our genetic blueprint. Our great, 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 great grandmothers did this. Mm-hmm. So can we. It's mm-hmm. in our body. It's in our butt. It's in our blood. You say it's in your butt? <laughs> body. Sorry. <laughs> it's in your butt, too, because that's where it feels like the baby's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> So, Kara, what, um, what is needed to be successful at hypnobirthing? Definitely, um, I love the classes. You can read the book, but I think that um, adding the classes and a supportive partner, whether it be a doula, I have single moms that take my class all the time. I have girl-girl partners. I have surrogate dad with their the mom that's coming in to have their baby. Um, a supportive partner, a doula. For, I always recommend doulas because I am a doula. I would never have a birth without a doula. Um, they make a huge difference in keeping everybody calm because birth is normal. And we haven't seen it, not a normal birth. I, I keep telling my husband that because I'm a wedding planner, mm-hmm. I keep saying that the doula is kind of like the wedding planner. Totally. Mm-hmm. Birth. Totally. Yeah. It's the For guide. Sure. They've done it a million times. Yeah. They know the hiccups. They know what could possibly happen. They know yep. how to keep everyone mellow. When mom's eyes start to poke out of her head and it spins and she throws up, dad goes, <gasps> and she's like, oh, she's doing awesome. And dad's like, <laughs> okay, everything's fine. And also gives dad a respite. Dad has been up for 24 hours with her too or whatever. You know what? Do you want to go sleep? Can I make you a sandwich? Oh, and then he can keep it intimate with her while I take care of him. It's, I, I just, I highly recommend doulas in any birthing method. Um, as much as the partners are involved, they need the doula as well. Right. I, I agree. I had a fabulous doula. Um, and one of the things, you know, as things were ramping up and getting more intense uh, for me, we hadn't called her yet because um, we were trying to keep it real quiet just between the two of us for a little bit. And um, and then I, my husband's name is Josh. And he kept, you know, one surge, I'd be like, rub my feet. And then so he'd rub my feet. And then the next surge, I'd be like, don't touch me. And, you know, because I never, <laughs> I couldn't really figure out what it changed every minute, what I wanted. And as I was starting to get more and more frustrated and using stronger language um, than (laughs) than when the doula showed up she knew exactly what to do she came in and within 10 seconds you know the lights were dimmer she had a certain thing on the um, you know on the iPod she had told Josh exactly what to do and she moreover started saying exactly what I needed to hear she started telling me all the you know sort of visualization techniques that I'd been practicing for months and it just changed the entire atmosphere of the room and all of a sudden I was like okay okay I can do this it sort of helped me to recenter myself 
Um, and so, yeah, every, leading up to it, everybody had told me you really should get a doula, and I went back and forth, and I'm really glad that I did. Good yeah. information, lady. Birthing is definitely a two-party experience. Two parties. It's yeah. not yeah. just it's all happening to mom. This is his baby, too, or her baby, too. Yeah. And they know how to calm you. They yes. know how to bring you mm-hmm. back to, remember when we were in Maui? Mm-hmm. And you remember, blah, 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 and I said that <laughs> stupid knock-knock joke, and then you're like, oh, why'd you bring that up? But it gets mom mm-hmm. in a different way, definitely. in a different place, yes. and that's super right. important. Right. Super right. important. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to learn more about what you can expect should you decide to take a hypnobirthing class. We'll be right back. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. All right, welcome back. Today we're continuing our series on childbirth preparation methods. We are talking about hypnobirthing today with Kara Messer. She's a birth doula and childbirth educator who teaches hypnobirthing. So Kara, let's talk about the classes. Um, At what point, parents always want to know this, when should they sign up for these classes? I tend to like my parents to sign up um, a lot earlier than most um, for the reason that they learn so much in class. A lot of times they want to switch care providers. And if they take it right at the end, that's really tricky. You can always switch because it is America. Right. But it's tricky. And sometimes they feel pigeonholed to where they can't. And so if they say, well, I'm birthing at home with so-and-so or I'm birthing at the birth center with this and this, and I know that that is a very supportive environment for them, they'll typically take it a little bit later. Um, and then there's some moms who are like, I need to know everything and I need to practice it for 100 months. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> and with our classes, we let them um, take it whenever they want. And if they ever, I need class four again, or I need, I let them come back for free because it's all about having a good birth. And I, we're available 24-7 for them anyway by email or anything else like that. And we kind of become their crazy aunts when they come to the hypnobirthing family and um, we just want them to be as supported as possible and if they have a random weird question we're there for them how big should they be the classes like at what point would you say oh that class is probably too big too big we like to keep them pretty intimate Um, my biggest class will be nine couples or yeah nine couples and that is really hard for me to remember everybody's names (laughs) so um, you know we don't we don't teach in big lots you know and try and pack in as many people as possible because it's a very intimate experience and we want our parents to get to know each other um, not only themselves better but everybody in the room better and be able to interact on a more intimate level Um, which is I think why we differ from hospital classes because they're packed in they really don't have that chance to practice and touch and talk in there and it's a question here and then no one really gets to relate to each other and it's such an intimate experience you need to share that with others Um, it's kind of a tribe thing a village and and you feel more supported when you have other women to say are you freaked out I am too what about that and the dads too you know they're like dude do we really want to do this I'm staying south of the curtain I'm not doing that you know they they need to you know they need to have that camaraderie and I you know when moms call me and say well I think we should do private I'm like you have a, a, a man as your partner yeah you need group because the men feel so much more supported and dads come in the first week and they're freaked out they're like this is stupid I don't I'm not going to wave a little wand in front of her face and hypnotize her and I don't you know dad's biggest fear is I'm not going to be enough for her 
And by the end of five weeks, they're so confident they could birth that baby themselves. Do you think that's why a lot of them are kind of standoffish when it comes to birth? Is, is it just it's an unknown yeah. and they don't know what well, to do well, and they feel helpless? Totally. And that's uncomfortable for anybody. We feel the same way. But as a man, you want to protect, you want to take care of, you want to fix. And when you come into I mean, I have dads that say, so when do I give her the Advil? Like, <laughs> dude, you take the Advil because it's not going to touch what's going on with her body. It's a natural process. You can't fix it. And yeah. when you see her moaning and moving and making these really weird primal moo sounds, <laughs> you do it with her and you rotate her hips. You don't, you can't get in the way of it. You have to facilitate and support because you can't fix it. And yeah. once they realize that, and we do a class rehearsal, at least in the girls that I work with, because um, we're all doulas, we do an actual hands-on birth rehearsal. So the dads have a total play-by-play. They know how to touch, not to touch. Oh, I like this. I don't like this. Um, we coach through some. We do visualization through some. We do music through some. And then all the comfort measures. So dads really have a good tool thing to grab from. And moms will say, I don't like that. Don't touch me this way. Ooh, but I do like this. And really, dads know how to touch their women. They got them pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It worked at least one other it time. And, you know, and even if it's artificial insemination, I'm sure you've been together at some point. You know, that's how you touch them because that brings out the endorphins and that's what combats the pain. It's, endorphins are too times more powerful than morphine right and right. morphine's awesome it's <laughs> like my favorite drug so i have to say Kara's really good at um bringing all this stuff up in class awkward situations that might happen and um i've started mooing around the house awesome. So, like, <laughs> awesome. just to throw that out there like this is, this is the least of what you're gonna see and hear when i'm giving birth so i'm just gonna start mooing now and so he's used to me mooing and peeing, peeing with the door open and beautiful nice. <laughs> Lots of things just break them in easily. So we talk about a lot of awkward things in class, and it makes it much more comfortable and approachable. So what does an average class look like? <sighs> an average class it depends on the teacher. Um, I always want my parents to call several teachers and see who they connect with and bond with in town. If there's okay. only one, you're stuck with her, but um, <laughs> or him. There's some hymns, too. Um, Typical class, you come in, um, we have music playing, um, we start talking about, you know, what happened this week and um, any weird questions that came up or ideas. Um, we go over birth preferences um, a little every week so that moms can get those written down. We don't have a birth plan because plans are always broken. We have what we would like to see and what we have in case that doesn't happen. And one page, super simple. Um, I don't believe in 20-page birth plans because that's ridiculous. Um, moms are adults. They can walk and move and eat and drink and whatever they want. Birth preferences should be about the baby and how they want their baby treated afterwards because babies can't speak for themselves. Um, we do some relaxation every week um, where moms can really go in deep and feel letting go and what that feels like. Um, do all moms use that deep relaxation during birth? No. Some do. Um, it depends on their level of practice. Um, class two, we typically do a deepening where the dads learn how to put mom into a deep state of relaxation by um, doing a shoulder prompt, um, a wrist test. So if she ever clenches her hands or gets you know tense, he can lightly grab her wrist. Or if she tenses up her jaw, he knows how to lightly tap to release that tension. Um, and those are things that they might not do the script during labor, but they know where to touch mom to release that tension because we tend to hold it in our shoulders, our hands, our necks. Um, and when a nurse or a midwife comes in, that's the first thing they do is they touch your shoulder and say, how you doing? Well, that prompt's already in there that every time my shoulder is touched, I'm going to release and relax. Mm -hmm. Does it mean you're going to be pain-free? No, but it means you're going to be able to go with the flow and go, oh, yeah. And it really does help, too, mm -hmm. when someone comes and just gently touches you on the mm -hmm. shoulder. And just says, calming. you're okay. You yeah. can do this. And one of the mantras that I use in my classes is, you can do anything for one minute. 
And I use that during my birth. I've um, been with moms where they've said it in their heads. I never hear it. They look very calm, even if they get intense. Um, but inside they're going, I can do anything for one minute. <laughs> you know, but outside they're, you know, like Samantha was saying, the internal experience might be holy blah, 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 bleep, yeah. bleep, bleep. This is overwhelming. But the outside is I have to keep loose. I have to keep focused. My body knows what to do. I have to let this go. So is it okay that internally you're going crazy? Totally. That's okay. As totally. long as the outside is peaceful. What's instinctual? What's yeah. your body telling you to do? What's your mind telling you to do? Mm-hmm. You have to believe in the process and that you can do this. And your body knows what to do. Your baby knows what to do. If they're taking a long time, they got to get in a different position. Maybe they're working through some issues, you know, and they're also helping you work through issues. So the whole process is a very sacred place of surrender that we don't usually go to. And that's what's the scariest part. Like for me, like a, a very good things about the hypnobirthing um especially with care, like when I was giving birth, I exactly knew what I was going through. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was not scared. Mm -hmm. And uh, the main thing, like I remember she said, like the when the baby's ready, like your body take over and you really don't understand that until you are in it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, you don't need to even need to push your baby out like your baby will come out it, it, the, your mm-hmm. body take over and it push himself isn't that what contractions are for to push the baby mm-hmm. out anyways kind of but you have a national uh, national <laughs> <laughs> just a national thing <laughs> a natural expulsive reflex that uh-huh. kicks in when baby gets right at the top of the birth path or the birth canal and that's when women are like I have to push yeah I have to push. you can't stop yeah. it and it just goes and if you can stay focused and loose instead of clenching you vice grip your baby when you clench and push mm-hmm. and if you can stay focused and let your body do it your birth path stays open and baby can go down a lot faster and stretch everything out so your pushing stage is way less and if you're squatting or on um, all fours or upright so much faster because of gravity Gravity. and if you squat Mm -hmm. you even shrink down your birth path two inches so Um, i mean right little known fact it it accordions just like a penis because we when we were created (laughs) it's an inside out penis is what we have as our vagina so it's exactly the same it's ridge just like a just like a penis and it's the same exact um, expansive tissue or erectile tissue as a penis that's why it can open wow once it's triggered and the blood flow comes in boom it opens and so if we're in that state of mind that's why i encourage my moms to touch their baby's heads because if they go down there and they touch the head the back part of their wrist hits their clitoris naturally it's not like they're stimulating themselves but it engorges that tissue with blood and opens it up it's amazing and it makes a mind body connection that gets those babies out yeah so it's a very instinctual process because women immediately oh they touch and they go Uh And either they cry and say, I don't want to do this. And then they have to work through that, which is good because that release opens everything up. But it it makes that mind-body connection so they know how to birth their baby. If I have to move, if I have to get in a runner's pose, if I have to squat, what feels right to you? And if you can do that by saying yes to your instincts instead of, no, everyone wants you to do this and you have to get on your back and you have to do it this way. If you can say, no, I'm following my lead, you'll birth better every time. I have to say what I'm getting most out of the classes is um, I'm getting really overwhelmed by Every time I do a little bit of research, there's all these like this contradictory information, and I kind of stumbled across Kara's class um, on Yelp actually, and um, found that it really resonated with me. And I certainly don't know a whole lot, like I'm not doing doing a ton of research, but and we learn a lot in Kara's class, but mostly, mostly I feel like I'm reminded of what I already know rather than like learning, learning a ton somehow. Like she t- certainly teaches things, but it's like. Yeah, like like in my gut. Mm-hmm. 
And so I leave, I end up leaving and feeling like really confident and like excited and like super pumped about the whole Yay. process rather than That's like the goal, rather than like reading, you know, a books. book where yes. I just feel kind of overwhelmed by the facts and like, oh, how am I ever going to do this? It's just, it's really exciting. Like we both just get really excited when we leave the class. So Well, and I'm hoping that it's reminding you of your, your inner blueprint because I'm you, counting on that because yeah. I'm not going to read a book. I don't know how to do that. I'm just. You don't. No. You don't know how to do it. And that's our biggest fear is what if I'm not doing it right? We don't get caught up in the stages of labor and hypnobirthing. We don't go, okay, stage one. Here's what this <laughs> is. Because your body opens, your baby comes out. And if you can just focus on letting it happen yeah. and not getting so caught up in all the logistics of this and this and this and this, it's simple. Your, the baby's going to come out. They always do. Mm-hmm. And if they come out at 41 weeks, 42 weeks, or 43 weeks, they will come out. They, if they stay pregnant forever, you are going to be the richest woman mm-hmm. alive. <laughs> <laughs> and since kind of realizing that, I really think I realize that now. I'm I'm much happier. I'm much more relaxed. Like, I don't yeah. – I'm not reading a ton of books, which make, make me sound – you know, like a terrible mother already, but no, <laughs> like I'm, I stopped reading. I'm, I'm only 16 weeks. Yeah. I stopped reading books really early on because so many of the books were about all of the bad things that could go mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah. And not Absolutely. that, not that I don't want to be educated about things because I do. And, and I've, and I've done lots and lots of research, but so much of what you are exposed to as a pregnant mom is okay. Well, here's all of the, Absolutely. the very medical, yep problems that could happen and instead I think that it is really important to focus on what we really should be doing and what our bodies naturally will do. Well we have 67,000 thoughts a day. Are we going to make them all negative or are we going to make them all positive? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you have to be all positive fairy tale. It's all going to be that way. But by rehearsing that over and over, you train your mind and body to work together. And the two books that I um, highly wrote, well, Hypnobirthing, obviously, to read that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but The Greatest Pregnancy Ever and Gentle Birth, Gentle Mothering by Sarah Buckley. Those two books will give you the positive of what your body is capable of doing and how you can train your mind to do it. Um, and how you've been doing this for thousands of years with your great-great-grandmothers. And if that's the channeled energy you're mooing when you moo, that's who's coming through. And those two books really can help solidify the hypnobirthing principles as well as give you more tools to go with the flow of your birth. And speaking of the greatest pregnancy ever, we actually have copies of those books. So if you are listening to this episode and you want a copy, we'll give a couple away. So leave a comment and um, we'll give away a couple copies. Yeah, wonderful book. Okay. Well, thank you, ladies. It's been a great conversation. Thank you so much for sharing all your personal experiences. And Kara, it was lovely to have you on the yeah, show thanks again. thanks for having us. Thank it's fun. you. Well, we want to hear about your experience giving birth using hypnobirthing. You can post a comment on our website or chat about your labor and delivery on our Facebook page or through Twitter. If you're posting to Twitter, be sure to use the hashtag PreggyPals. And just as a reminder, this conversation continues after the show for the members of our PreggyPals Club. Visit our website and become a member today. Hi, Preggy Pals. This is Molly from Akron, Ohio. I'm currently pregnant, and this is my very first pregnancy, and I'm really excited. But unfortunately, my husband does not seem to be anywhere near as excited as I am. He has no interest in going to any of my appointments. He doesn't even care when my belly, uh, when the baby's kicking. He doesn't want to feel it. And I just don't know if this is normal. I, I mean, how can I be so excited and he's not at all? And so I'd like to know kind of what's going on inside his head. And if you could help me with this, I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Hi, Molly. I'm Dr. Daniel Singley, a licensed psychologist specializing in men's issues. 
and a founder of Basic Training for New Dads Parenting Class. You raise an excellent question and one that gets at how men and women tend to express their feelings pretty differently. It's understandable why you're confused about what seems like your husband's lack of enthusiasm at having a new baby. So what I'd encourage you to do is to realize that there's likely much more to his experience of being an expectant dad than meets the eye. Most dads and moms-to-be experience a wide range of emotions that span excitement, curiosity, anxiety, and even sadness. However, while women in this country are typically socialized to be more verbal and vocal about expressing their feelings, men simply aren't typically accustomed to doing so. Your fellow is likely to be ambivalent about the impending arrival, and clamming up about it is a very common way that men deal with very concerning questions like, how will I provide financially? What will my work-life balance look like? Will I ever have fun again or see my friends? How is my relationship with my wife going to change? Will I be able to care for a baby? Also, for some dads, the baby just doesn't seem real until it's born or until it starts to do more gross motor activities like rolling over and, and crawling, that stereotype of, oh, you know, I'll really like him most when he can throw a ball. It's an old one. It's pervasive. But usually after the birth, dads get right in there and, and, and are able to start feeling connected with their baby. I would also sign up your hubby to receive a, a weekly email from a, an online service, uh, something like babycenter.com, which gives a brief executive summary of baby and mom's development as well as how his own circumstances are changing. I encourage him to go spend time with his friends. And, you know, bonus points if they happen to be buddies of his that are happily engaged dads that can talk about what a great experience it is, eh? I hope this info has been helpful to you, and uh, best of luck in the journey ahead. That wraps up our show for today. If you have a question or comment about our show, we would love to hear it. Send us an email through our website or call the Preggy Pals hotline at 619-866-4775. Coming up next week, we're learning all about the nesting instinct. Do all moms have it? We'll find out. Thanks for listening to Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.